What is this? For the mess. For the mess. Can I begin? Uh-huh, it's the chill kit. I got the cards to the deck you should deal with. I got the flows and not your head. Can you feel it? I put the beans in the bag and I would never spill it. Yes, sir, damn right. I keep it low-key. They must got all time as if they say that they know. Welcome to the Florida Masters Podcast. My name is John Barrett, your host. I'm back with episode 31. My good buddy, Danny Romero, is on, and we talk about the grind. But before I get into how I know him and just like the amazing person he is, we have admin tasks we have to take care of because we do what we have to do. Please follow us on all platforms at For the Masters Podcast and on YouTube at JB the Masters Podcast. Hey, I'm coming back with a banger. We talk about hard work. He's a college teammate of mine, and we talk about the grind. All right. This is another episode of the Wrestling Wednesdays. Thank you for listening for the Masters Podcast. This is your first podcast? Yeah, I was supposed to start my own like two years ago, but never, never. Came oh, bro, you got to do it now. Yeah, I have to. I, ha- I had a, one of my best friends out here. Um, I wrestled with him in Juco. He he and I were supposed to start a podcast. Oh, just bro, you about should. Combats because we have some like we, some professional fighters that train with, with us, and I. We think that could like make us put us on the map a little bit after we started. Um, but yeah, we never we never got around it, bro. That's how it is. Like that's really how it is. Like I was listening to a um, a podcast, right? And he was talking about how this guy started his podcast, and he was like, "Yeah, I just looked into a podcast about starting a podcast, and they had an Amazon link on <laughs> on how to get like start a podcast, and it like it was a kit on Amazon. So I did that. I googled Amazon kit, and I had it for like two years, bro. Nice." So then I was like, all right, I'm going to do it now. So then that's when I started a podcast this year. So you should definitely start one. Yeah, I probably will. I mean, Sundays are pretty much a day off. Yeah, bro. and depending on how you do it, you could just like batch record where it's like, like what I do is just like I just do interviews. And then I, so I have like, I'm like four or five weeks ahead, you know, and that's how. Oh, like that's it. sweet. Yeah, so that's it's not cool. like it comes in between your life, you know. So I think, I think you should yeah. do it. I believe in you. <laughs> Thanks. You know? Daniel Romero, thanks for jumping on the podcast, bro. Thank you. We just had a whole we just had a whole bunch of aside conversation. But hey, so where are you from? Tell people who you are, a little bit about yourself, how you were raised. I am from Montclair, California. Um I wrestled. I think that's the best way to describe me still. Yeah. Uh well I guess a more accurate description now. I'm a high school math teacher and a wrestling yeah. coach. Um still putting myself out of that. I'm not a wrestler anymore. I mean, you're a wrestler yeah. for life, but I'm not a wrestler per se. I'm not competing anymore. So still yeah. in the transition period, more of accepting uh, what I am now, which is a high school math teacher, which I love, but still <clears throat> transitioning still. Um, I was raised mainly by my mom. My, I mean, my yeah. dad was, was, was a truck driver. I was always been a truck driver, <clears throat> but he, I would see him weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, I never felt like, he was in there. He, yeah. He's a great dad. Um, <clears throat> but most of my time was spent with my mom. Yeah. Um, when I was two, however, we had to move back to Mexico or move to Mexico because I was born in Oh, really? Chino. Yeah, because my oh. mom came here illegally. When my dad became a citizen, she was actually penalized. Really? So, to, to become a, uh, what do you call it, a resident. <clears throat> she was penalized because she was here illegally. So we had to wait uh, about eight years 
Mexico. So, so you were back in was... Mexico for eight years from like two to for ten years. years old. Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. <clears throat> yeah. So most of my childhood, I was it was spent there. It was awesome, super free, and yeah, did a lot of sports, soccer, baseball mainly. Um, and then how did you come back? Like, so did your 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 parents my, got naturalized? My, my dad became naturalized before we went back. Oh, okay, and, okay. And my mom had to go through that like, eight-year uh, period where she was kind of uh, banned because she yeah. came here legally. <clears throat> but then uh, she became a resident through my dad, and we came back. Wow. And, and yeah, that was that was a couple rough years trying to learn a new language because I mean you don't really speak a language at two years old. Man, uh, that's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so that was interesting. But yeah, that <clears throat> was a interesting transition. Um, yeah. So how 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 was that though? Like how was like, well obviously we were so young, you probably didn't even like it was just like you seamless going back to Mexico. But like when it was time to come back to America, like how was that? Like were you just like, Oh man, this is different from Mexico or I mean I was excited because I'm always excited for new things. I've always mm-hmm. been that way. I mean, I went to school from California to West Virginia, so yeah. Where most people were like, Oh, you're crazy. I was yeah. excited to do that too. I was excited. I mean, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, and I had no choice, anyways. But I was excited. Um, but it, it was it was it was tough because my personality it didn't change, but I had to mask it because I couldn't communicate as well. And then, yeah. I mean, I just knew Spanish. I mean, a lot yeah. of kids in California speak Spanish. I had a translator for a year. I'm still friends with them. That's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, one of my one of my classmates was was my translator. Oh was wow. Yeah. Uh, so the first year there was was interesting. Uh, I learned how to read English the first year. Um, and I was working really hard at learning a language as fast as I yeah. could. And practicing, even though kids would make fun of me all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> um, That's so crazy. Funny. Yeah, I look back at it and I think it's funny. Uh, the only thing that I kind of feel still like upset about is my brother didn't take it as well as I did. Yeah, the transition. Yeah, he. I mean, I remember when we were coming, when we were like the night before we left Mexico, he started crying. I was like, "Why is he crying?" And I just realized, "Oh, well, he's gonna miss our friends." Which I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I obviously I missed him too, but <clears throat> I was more of like looking forward to new things rather than looking back. Yeah, yeah it's a mindset. On him, on him, it, he doesn't have. I mean, we're all different. He doesn't have that mindset. <clears throat> he, yeah. Once he gets attached to something, it's hard for him. Yeah, and, and that's understandable, you know. Yeah, yeah. He he had a more, he had a rougher few years than I did. Yeah, yeah. especially transitioning to high school when it's kind of like where you develop who you are. Yeah, that's how that's old, how old your brother? He is how old am I? I'm 26. He just turned 25. So we're <laughs> you're a year apart. Okay. So we all we grew up together. We've always done everything together until college. Yeah. We wrestled one year in college together. Oh, really? I don't think I ever met your brother. And it, it, it's so funny because, like, obviously, like, like I, I knew you for a while now. And it's just, like, knowing you, it was, like, I, I, I had no idea that was your experience, like, growing up. And, like, you yeah, come no, back here because you speak nobody, English well. And you act nobody, like us. <laughs> no, I'm not us. I'm just kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I remember speaking about it at Kai Ross. Because I, when I let Kairos and so- Sawyer and, and then those guys were there. Oh, yeah. And I remember them. They, they felt bad because they, they would actually make racial yeah. jokes, which, by the way, I love them. 
yeah, I love yeah. racial jokes, even though I'm a teacher and I have to be careful. Yeah. Uh, keep it appropriate. But I, I, I remember them hearing that about me and they're like, oh, they kind of felt bad about it, about the jokes <laughs> we're making. Which, I mean, I didn't feel bad, but yeah. Now, a lot of people don't know that about me. I mean, unless you ask, I'm not a person that's going to share much. Yeah. It's, it's also like the mindset, you know, always on that progressive <clears> mindset. <throat> um, I think I'm the same way with my like upbringing too you know and like just like how i grew up too is like sometimes it's like hey we're we're all right here where we're at right now for a reason you know and um let's like try to like move forward together you know yeah so and give it oh no and uh like whenever i think that i have a rough i think about like my parents how they got here like my dad has been racing himself pretty much his whole life he came here to the states when he was 19 years old by himself <laughs> That's so crazy. Uh, well, he had he had cousins here, but uh, my dad had like his cousins that he grew up with were not the best influence around him, mm-hmm. which is surprising because he grew up around drug addicts, alcohol addicts, uh, alcoholics, I guess. Um, and he doesn't drink. Yeah, he'll drink half a beer once in a while. My mom will finish him off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the same thing with my mom. Uh, my mom actually came here because. In her, her, her small town in Mexico, there was this drug lord that would send letters to families like, hey, I want your daughter. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't send them, like, they would take her. Yeah. And so my, my family got that letter <laughs> from my mom. So my mom and her parents came here. That's the reason why they came here. Oh, <clears> wow. Yeah. It just happens that they, she was living across from where my dad was living at the, at the time. So That's so crazy. And like, But all these stories, it kind of, like, explains your work ethic you know yeah and, and i think we'll get into that in like a little on an episode of like how i'm how i met you um what what i first like noticed about you but like so you you came back here when you were 10 so from 10 to whenever when did you start wrestling i think you were like me you started like ninth high grade school. or high school high school ninth grade yeah yeah, yeah. what attracted you to the sport well i had boxed i had okay. boxed and i i had a p the p the vp uh teacher was the wrestling coach he's a wrestling coach Still, he uh, he was just recruiting. He was asking kids that he thought looked tough if they wanted yeah. to wrestle. And I was like, I didn't know how to say no to him. I was like, yeah, sure. And then my mind said, I was, I'm gonna play soccer here. Why did I say this? Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're the same season for winter sports, <clears throat> at least in California. And then I was, like, I'll give it a try. My older half brother wrestled. Okay. In high school, which I didn't grow up with them. He grew up in Oregon. But he had wrestled. <clears throat> I remember watching some of his matches when I was younger. I was like, oh, I'll try it. He did it. <laughs> but uh, the first three days, we didn't dress out because they we technically are not a lot of practice yet until a yeah. certain date, uh, which I didn't know until I started coaching. <clears throat> I was always bothered when I was in high school. I can, can practice the first day of school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I quit. I just talked to my counselor to take me out of wrestling. Oh really? I soccer. Yeah, I tried out for soccer, uh, which is funny because at that around the same time I had tryouts at the high school. I actually w- was recruited by uh, Chivas USA. Their their uh, youth development program that they had. Mm-hmm. My, the soccer team was playing with. Somehow I got a friendly match against their their team, so they wanted me to play with them, but it was too far. And then I don't make the soccer team at my high school, which was a bummer. Oh was, really? How do I get recruited by like a professional? Yeah. soccer team but i can't make a high school team there was politics involved there in the high school but i went back to pe because in california if you do sports you don't have to do pe in high school oh 
yeah, we're required two years of PE in high school. <clears throat> but uh, I was doing PE and my PE teacher, at that point when I went back to PE, they, they were doing wrestling as PE. They do wrestling as a PE, as part of PE for like two weeks. And I was good because I've always had really good balance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, and I was like 115 pounds and I won like the king of the mat thing yeah. that they had going on. And the wrestling coach didn't want me back because he's huge on not taking quitters back. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my actual PE teacher, he kept telling me, you better join the wrestling team or I'm going to fail you. And I've always <laughs> been aware of my grades. I've always wanted to have good grades. At least in high school, college was a little different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I ended up joining like the week before our first tournament. And all I remember was, all I was thinking was like, all right, so just don't let people take you down. Yeah. Because I don't know anything. These guys are like shooting single legs, which I didn't know what a single leg was. But you just don't let them grab your leg. And if they grab it, just don't let them take you down. Yeah. And that's how I started wrestling. <clears throat> Man, that's crazy because it's like, um, because obviously, like, like, uh, there's a few guys who are on our team that like started like in ninth grade, which was like quote unquote late, late for a sport, you know. So I think it's like yeah. me, you, obviously, like Jalen, um, you know, not that many of us, you know. So, like, definitely blessed to be exposed to the sport at some point, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm glad I, I look back and I'm like, damn, I could have been playing soccer, like, which is still yeah. fun, I still like doing it from time to time. But I'm definitely not as passionate about it. It's way different. Like I instantly fell in love with wrestling. Same. Like, I remember watching the guys work out, like the varsity guys. And I was like, okay, I want to be one of those guys. Yeah. I was like, that's that's this is what I want to do. When I actually saw the practice, I was like, yep, I, I want to do this. Yeah. yeah, it's funny that you that like your story is kind of very similar to mine. Like it was like, well, like where I'm from, like wrestling isn't like a thing. So it's just like. Like, there's a few guys that are, like, working out in the hallway doing push-ups and stuff running. And then um, I couldn't go to, like, basketball trials anymore. Obviously, I didn't know I'd be short. Daniel, okay? Your face, right? <laughs> I'm not saying you like, like, oh, I, I think I'm – no, I think we're about the same height. Yeah, we're the same height. 5'7". Uh, five, seven. Yeah, 5'7". Five, like, yeah. we could be shorter. We could be, like, short, yeah. short. Like, you know? be Donnie short. I knew you were going to say Donnie because I was going to say Donnie. <laughs> Shout out to Donnie. But – um. Yeah, bro, I couldn't go back, and then the wrestling coach, I went out there, they was like, hey, you could be good, and then, um, you know, just like the working out aspect of it, and um, they had a pretty good team that year, so um, fell nice in line to like a 125 spot, so um, obviously, you know, went on, and it, it changed my life, so so it's definitely a blessing, you know, and, yeah. um, and it, it seemed like a very similar story with you, so you do four years there, Cal, obviously, like California, I, I'd say California is one of the, like, uh, our other friends oh listen to this. Our other friends from you know Ohio what, friends. They listen to this, okay. But obviously, it's a tough state because you got to be so consistent through multiple tournaments. And um, so you wrestle four years in California. Obviously, you get good at it, you know. And um, obviously, take to, take to the sport really, really well. And you end up going to JUCO. What made you choose JUCO? Well, I actually went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Okay, for one year. It was and I wasn't wrestling. Okay, there were D one team. I got there. I got there on. My grades. Mm-hmm. It's one of the probably the hardest state school to get into. There's two systems in California for those of the people that are not. Most people who listen to your pockets probably not from California. Probably not. Um, there's the Cal State system, and then there's the University of California system, which I don't know why there's two different systems. They're both state schools. They're just the UCs and the Cal States. Wow. And the, no U- the UCs like Berkeley. Berkeley's the hardest UC to get into. 
and Cal Poly San Luis Obispo was like the Berkeley of the UCs. <clears throat> but I got in there and I wanted to wrestle. I emailed the coach. The coach was very kind of incompetent. He got let go. But yeah. um, I emailed him and I told him, hey, I, I want to walk on the team. And he replied back saying, oh, what grade are you in high school? Like, no, I, I'm on campus already. I want to walk on. He didn't <laughs> reply back. So I, I met one of the wrestlers. He was in my class. And he said, yeah, you can walk on. And I was like, oh, sweet. He's like, when, when can I go? I was like, we have practice right now. Let's go. I was like, all right. I don't have shoes. I don't have anything. But I'm like, all right, I'll wrestle in whatever I'm wearing. Yeah. I'm excited. I haven't wrestled in a while. <clears throat> so I go and he talks to, I'm assuming, one of the CS assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, coach, he wants to walk on. He looked at me. He's like, we don't have room. What? Yeah. And uh, and I, 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 at that point, I don't know the specifics about a college team. Like, you actually only have certain amount of room. Yeah. But it just seemed like he just didn't. I don't know if he just thought I'd had no experience and I just wanted to walk on. Like, one of those weird kids that wants to wrestle in college. I take that I, back. I take that back. You do have, like, like Oh, you D1. know, we did have D1. one. D1, you one know, do. And, uh, and, uh. We did have a kid try to walk on with that wrestling experience at Wheeling. We had a we had a we had a few we had a few walk ons, but um, but like if you're trying to build a program, like you you typically won't turn anyone away. Like you got you got like preferred walk ons and stuff like that D one, but like nothing where it's like I doubt they were like how many people you had on the team there. Yeah, I don't. I'm pretty sure he was just. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah but uh, I actually ended up failing. Um, really. Yeah, because I was just partying, not doing what I was supposed to be doing in school, and also, and also the high school system sucks out here. They do not prepare you. I don't know how it is in Virginia, yeah. where you where you're from, but they did not prepare you at all for the college experience. It, I had no shocking. study habits. I had no study habits because I cruised through high school. I was taking AP courses. I passed AP exams, so I thought, oh, yeah, I'm gonna do well in college because I've been getting fives on these AP exams, but no. I wasn't. I wasn't doing homework. I wasn't doing anything. I was just thinking, like, if I go to class like I did in high school and pass the test, I'm gonna do well. But the tests were hard <laughs> if you didn't yeah. study in college. No, and it I was get so that. Fast paced. But yeah, and then I fell out. And in the summer, I'm like, I don't want to tell my parents. Mm-hmm. But it's summer, and I'm supposed to be going back soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't know that I can't go back. So um, I uh. One of my friends, he wasn't a friend. He was someone I knew. I had actually gone to a Rio Hondo practice in the summer before I left to Cal Poly. And the coaches wanted me to wrestle for them, but I already committed to going to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. So when I came back, I was like, oh, all right, easy way. I can just say I'm transferring because I want to wrestle again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I did that. Um, my parents let her find found out about me getting kicked out through my uh, <coughs> ex's parents, which I had no business telling my parents. Yeah. Uh, but it was that's a whole different kind of worm. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I guess, Daniel, like, like is, is super big because, like, obviously, like, you know, I worked in higher education. And, like, what you're describing happens a lot, though. You know, I know I had a few yeah. bad semesters, too, you know, and just, like, you know, you, you chill out too much or whatever the case <coughs> is, you know. So what, like, what made you be like, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to figure this out, though. You know, because a lot of people don't. They just, like, go home and, like, they just start, like, you know, they might just get a job, like, go chill at home on their parents' couch. Like, what made you feel like, hey, I'm, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do something. What made you stay positive about it? Well, I was always goal-oriented. 
And I, <laughs> when I was at Cal Poly, I had my mangles. Like I wanted to be a math teacher, mm -hmm. uh, but I wasn't like setting little goals to get there. Uh, and wrestling gave that back to me when I started wrestling again. I was like, okay, first of all, I need good grades to wrestle. Yeah. So I need to be in the classroom doing what I need to do to have those grades. Uh, and I think at that point, I wasn't ready to not have wrestling in my life because yeah. that's like the discipline. That's what made me disciplined in high school. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's what kept me disciplined in college. Now that's awesome. And um, so basically, like you, you like you started to set goals for yourself again and kind of like tie it <clears throat> together and then eventually led you to Rio Honda. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Eventually. And I think that's big because like I think even for me, like that's what I did. Like I, I don't think I necessarily was like I'm going to college. I was like I want to wrestle in college. In order to wrestle in college, you got to go to college. Yeah. You know? And you kind of like yeah. piece the goals together like that. So that's cool, bro. So yeah. you you end up going to Rio Honda, which is a a JUCO in California. How far is that from your house? Like from Montclair, it was like thirty minutes. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So super close to home. <clears throat> uh, yeah. It's a it's a JUCO, and then you end up wrestling there. Um, obviously doing pretty well. You end up AAing. Did you AA two years in a row? A as an no. All American. One year, one year. My second year there. My my, so top four AA. Uh, my first year I took fifth. Oh, okay, so, okay, okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool though. And that's the yeah. ju that's the JUCO circuit in California. So it's yeah. not like JUCO, we don't compete. Yeah, we don't compete with. I guess NCAA. back in yeah, I guess back in uh back in the day they used to wrestle together, but before Title Nine California had a lot of JUCO, so they decided to break it apart. California's wrestling on their own. They take four All Americans. Uh, National JUCO takes. Oh, I think they still do top four, right? Yeah, it's All Americans for them too. Yeah, they should probably go back to eight. They deserve their eight spots mm -hmm. because they're they're bigger than we are now. Man, that's crazy. So, but that's how so that started. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that. So, like, yeah. I mean, that's that's cool. Though. I mean, that's that's like a testament to like your ability and like your work ethic, right? And yeah. um, so you end up a in there. And then you, you get into the portal and you're like, hey, I want to come. I want to come somewhere. So you get all these schools hitting you up like, hey, like come to our school. You yeah. This money. How, yeah. What made you pick Willing Jesuit Crazy. So Coach Doyle calls me. He still swears he was the first guy to call me. He's actually the second person to call me. Yeah. <laughs> he called me and he was he would never once made me an actual offer until like literally like three weeks before school started. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, he's just asking me about me, um, what I want for myself, and that was kind of it. Like, he just told me that he was very interested, <clears throat> but he was more of a, let me see what I can do for you. And most of the coaches were like just throwing money at me, yep. and they weren't asking me what I can, what they can do for me. They were asking me about like how can I help them, <clears throat> which I mean it's a, it's it goes both ways. I'm there to help them and. They're yeah, there to help me, but Doyle stood out because of that. <coughs> he was asking so, about my goals and what I wanted to do besides wrestling. It's so crazy that you say that because I think even <coughs> with me, um, when I came on a campus, same way. Like more, all the coaches were like, yeah, by your senior year, I feel like you could do this. But Coach Doyle was always like, yeah, let's get, let's get this national title together. You know, yeah. and it was just a different experience. So that's cool that he kept the same energy with all of us. Yeah, right? and the, and I met Doyle used to text me every day from there on. Almost every day, just to check in. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and he kept asking me to visit, but I didn't want to miss school. Which, yeah, not look looking back, I was like I should have missed a week of school just to come visit when everyone was on campus. Because mm. when I took my visit, <clears throat> it was only Dom drove from home. I took him the summer, 
and it was Jalen that was staying at that house. Oh, I wasn't there. And, and, okay. and uh, um, what's his name? Dang it. I forget who else. Dylan Taylor was there, but he was – I wasn't aware. It's pretty funny. That story's funny. I lose my wallet on my way to Wheeling, uh, which caused me trouble getting back on the plane mm-hmm. back home because I don't have an ID. Uh, but anyways, I get to the to the house. TJ. TJ is the one that was supposed to be in charge of me. Oh, my paying gosh. For my, paying for my food uh, because I lost my wallet, and he never once offered me food until after – I left. He realized, oh, I could have bought you food because Doyle was going to reimburse me. That sounds about right. Yeah. Knowing TJ right. now, I'm like, dang it. But it's funny because I get there and I'm I'm under the assumption that everyone at the house is part of the wrestling team. Mm-hmm. And Dylan Taylor's uh, – I wasn't aware that he was still in high school. <clears throat> He's oh, telling okay, me, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this party, blah, blah, blah. Oh, sweet. It's like there's going to be a lot of girls. Like, I like girls. Sweet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but we're, we're chilling there. And then I see all these girls getting in and they dress really nice, like fancy. I'm like, okay, cool. They look young, but I'm assuming Dylan's a uh, freshman. Yeah. He looks kind of young too. Like, oh, sweet. Girls are getting here. Then I see guys showing up in like a tuxedo. And I asked the guy, ask how come you guys are all dressed nice? Like, is this like the theme of it? It's like, oh, no, we're coming from prom. Like what? What? Stop high school right party. Dylan no. Taylor was throwing a high school party. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this all yeah, and I'm there. I'm like thinking, like, wow, we're, we're about to be popping in here. No, it's a bunch of high school kids. So I just walk in the house with uh, with TJ. Oh like, gosh. Dang it! Yeah, and then eventually Dylan, <laughs> Dylan Taylor gets in trouble because it's too loud. Uh, Dylan's dad shows up. He's pissed, and he's oh, asking man. everyone for their ID. And I'm like, oh, no, I lost my wallet. I don't have an ID. Stop. He goes up to me. He's like, what's your ID? Like, I don't have one. I actually lost it at the airport. It's a crazy story. Oh, I know who you are. I didn't know that was Coach Joel's dad at that point. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, I know who you are. Don't worry about it. He was that's super cool. chill after that. But he kicked everyone out, and he was furious. That's, that's so funny. That's so funny. And it, it, it makes sense, though, right? Don't <clears throat> tell, tell her. So, yeah. like. So that visit was obviously like iconic, and in, and you were just like, okay, this place is home. People are getting in trouble. Like, I'm a, I'm gonna come there. No, no, that's that's not why. <clears throat> first of all, it was they gave me a good scholarship. Yeah, and I just really really liked the oil. I like Dom too, because Dom. It's funny because I, when I first met Dom, I was like, oh, this guy's like all about business, super serious, because all he talked about was wrestling. Mm-hmm. That day, and then the second time I meet him. Is at a bar the first the first the weekend before school starts, and uh, he introduces his girlfriend as like, oh, she's my B word, you know how oh they are. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah. Oh okay, and he's drunk out of his mind. Everyone's drunk out of their mind, and so he starts introducing me to people as he was telling girls that I was black. Oh my reason. gosh! And that, Stop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that I was from LA, and uh, <laughs> all this. I'm like, dude. But no, but it was mainly Doyle where I wanted to Doyle, Dom, and just the ambition they had together. When did you meet me? <clears throat> probably probably when I when we had that re, not retreat, but like that cookout at the beginning of the year. Oh, like in the beginning of the year, like activities yeah. and stuff. That's yeah, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, like so <clears throat> I, I I was coaching that year. 
obviously like transitioning to a new role. Obviously, like 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 what you said earlier, kind of like trying to find your identity still outside of like being a, a wrestler who still competes, you know? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, definitely blessed to still be around the sport, you know, super <clears throat> grateful. Don't take it lightly because, you know, yeah. I, a lot of us hit that transition, bro, and you're like, what? Especially yeah. like I think guys like me and you who started ninth grade because you they the type of like the many hours you have to put in to get to college you know, starting in ninth grade is like great yeah you know and it's really your life you know so it's like yeah. oh man even then it's like oh my gosh like what do we really do you know so one hundred percent first thing I noticed about you I was like all right this cool it seems pretty pretty cool I was like oh he's one of these Juco guys and what I noticed about you was your work ethic off jump you know i just felt like you had a really really good work ethic and you, you fit in well with us you know it was like you were here to like for a reason and you carried yourself that way and um and then you had you had really good hips too that's you know all i had <laughs> no nah, man i think you i think you're, i think you're a good wrestler man like you had like a, a lot of assets i think obviously like in your the latter end of your career you you uh you, you had some like um physical so uh, you got injured and stuff like that you know, which would pay attribute to, but I never thought it was anything with like skill set or nothing like that, that like, you know, hindered you or nothing like that. I don't think that it's just also like injuries, like take you out of the game for X amount of time. So like by yeah. the time you you recover from the injury, you know, you're trying yeah. to get your timing back. You're trying to get everything back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I lost, I lost, I lost a big chunk of time to get better. And, that, <laughs> and that's what it is. It's just the time out the game, but yeah, it was never about your skill set or nothing like that. So yeah. forget the haters, bro. Now I was I was just kidding about that. Now, um, yeah, no, I've always known how to work hard. I value hard work. My parents are all about hard work. They always instill that on us. Ah, right, bro. Growing up, and, uh, yeah. And then so like so now you you end up like graduating and which is a big accomplishment too. You know, so you end up graduating with a mathematics degree. So I thought you were super nerdy. I was your coach teacher because I I <laughs> subbed the class. You did and not sub, but you were there while the teacher was still there. <laughs> I, I was a, I was a sub. I was a coach teacher. I got the video right. too. I think. Yeah, and, you um, do. You send it to me almost every year. <laughs> do I really? Yeah. I'm consistent. I'm consistent, Danny Romero. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then you end up going back to California and you end up like coaching and and obviously like the transition from like wrestler to coach is like different. Like how how is the yeah. transition and like how how are you impressing on you know your young wrestlers? Well, I mean, transitioning back to Montclair, I, I know the system. Yeah. Because so, I grew up there. <clears throat> so it wasn't that bad. Um, it was kind of easier because I already had experience going away from the like when I went away after high school. It was rough, but I had some experience. I just knew that I had to keep my goals. Yeah. But now wrestling's – I mean, it was still part of it. Like, I had goals as a coach. I still do. <clears throat> but um, now it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't a hard transition. The only thing that – What's different is that now I'm in that room for, for them, not for me. Yeah. So um, I was a coach that was still live wrestling, but it wasn't about me. So I was just – sometimes it was hard, like, okay, I'm not going to let this kid take me down. But yeah, uh, I, I, I learned about letting them, like, it grows their confidence. Yeah. Uh, now they know they can't because all of a sudden they graduate and they can't take me down anymore. <laughs> No, this coach. No, but it wasn't a hard transition. I I, I love coaching in Montclair. Um, it's it's always it's a great program. I mean, we're not the best program, but what we do like <clears throat> we get kids that shouldn't even be graduating high school doing great things. Yeah, after yeah, which is which is beautiful. Yeah, if we didn't have wrestling, those kids would be 
I don't know, not graduating high school locked up or whatever it was they were doing before that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, like one my wrestling coach, he, every time I go back, he tells a story to kids. You can wrestle, you can be in prison. He uses oh, wow. me as an example. He keeps, first of all, this guy and I, we're not best friends. We just happen to know each other. Mm-hmm. And we had PE together. So we hung out during PE. That's the only time we hung out. <laughs> he tells people that we're best friends. Yeah. And he joined wrestling with me. He ended up quitting. And uh, he threw a brick at somebody's head. They jumped someone and he threw a brick at his head. Oh, <laughs> when it a sophomore year, when he got like weeks after he quit wrestling. Oh my God. Ended up serving five years, gets out, goes back. <clears throat> so he uses that as a as a little story on why you should probably join wrestling because it keeps you out of trouble. Oh my gosh. That's I mean that that's a story that would get you to stay. Yeah, but he tell he tells it and he, every time he's like, They were best friends. Now I go along with it. Yeah. But when he was first telling, I was like, well, we're not best friends. <laughs> <laughs> we hung out during one class. That's so funny. And and so so now you transition to your, your new high school, uh, Granite Hills, and now you're the head coach. How is it being a head coach? Uh, it's it's uh, more work. I'm yeah. still trying to find – it's different because at Montclair High School, we had a system where the recruit, most of the recruiting happened during PE because they do PE as a, as a PE activity. They do wrestling mm-hmm. as a PE activity. At this high school, none of the PE teachers actually wrestle. They're all football coaches. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So we don't have that big push for recruiting, especially freshmen, especially at uh, high school without a kids program because we don't have a feeder program. Yeah. So I'm working with what I have, um, which I've always been a big – I only want to kid, coach kids that truly want to be here. Yeah. I'm that one coach. That I'd rather have five kids that are committed to my team than 30 and only yeah. five of them are committed because yeah. it's just hindering the guys that are committed. <clears throat> Even though I'm not in a place to turn people down, I don't yeah. turn people down right now. But I have a lot of people that are not committed. Yeah, like some kids show up. One, right now, we're only allowed to practice three times a week. Okay, because <clears throat> we're off season still. Uh, but it's it's different. I'm trying to the other coaches and I are trying to finalize the schedule. We're not strong, uh, so they want to go to tough tournaments, which I don't know why they do. I, I'm kind of opposing that because we don't have the talent or. Yeah, staff to go to those tournaments because I want my kids to build confidence, especially the younger ones. Yeah, <clears throat> I want them to stick around. I don't think it's a good idea to take your kids to go zero and two every tournament this year. Yeah, take them to a meat, to a meat grinder. You know. Yeah, but uh, it's it's a little different, different setting. I'm I'm trying to impose what I learned from Montclair High School here, but it's it's a little harder because they already had their own system. The other coach that's there already had his own system, and <clears throat> I'm trying to find a balance to not conflict with what they have. He tells me to do whatever I want, but when I'm not there, because I still teach and I have some tutoring to do, mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't follow along with what we agreed on. Yeah. So it's a little hard to implement a system when one of the coaches says he's along with it, but doesn't yeah. really. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, it's my first year there, so it's going to take time to build the program. Yeah, most definitely. And it sounds like you're committed and you got the mindset to like want to build a successful program. Yeah. yeah, no, I do. I do. Uh, and I used to think of, especially out here, because a lot of programs don't have a kid's program yeah. to feed from. Yeah. Um, I used to think of wrestling, having a successful wrestling team as I have a lot of kids going to the state, me qualifying the state or state qualifiers, state placers, state seed champs. So now my goal is like, as long as I have kids that are 
graduating high school. Hopefully, one of one of them does well in wrestling. Yeah. Now more like I want to guide the kids, keep their grades up, and have fun wrestling. That's that's my that's what I'm aiming for this year and the coming years. Eventually, the the winning comes when you have a good community. And that's I agree. Like a wailing like I don't think we ever really focus on winning. Nah. We mm-hmm. focus more on. That was a byproduct of everything we were doing. No, I, I agree. It's, it more more so focused on like the individual, community. like the person, build like building community. the total community of the program, you know. And um, and it, it's wild because like you know me being there for a few years, like we would have like our our big goals we would set during the year, and then seeing them change every year, and then slowly we start to hit them. And it's like, man, this was even like, I yeah. I want to say we didn't keep them at the forefront, but it was just like, yeah, it was just like it, I mean, it just was wild. I was there two years, and I know the year because I was following. You guys, when I committed, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they didn't do so well at Nationals the year yeah. before I was there. I don't think you guys won a match. We did. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. Oh, no. uh, yeah, because we DJ like didn't top, make it. Yeah, we weren't like top. Uh, we weren't top 15 that year. Yeah, and the the year before that, DJ All-American. Mm-hmm. But he didn't make it the year after that. <clears throat> so it was pretty nice seeing my, uh, my junior year. We had DJ take fourth dom was very close to to uh Aang. to Aang. um it was a big jump and i knew we had i knew and any other given day dom all americans yeah. i thought I, if i wouldn't have gotten hurt i had a good shot i, I think you would have my junior because i always want to wrestle there because it's just two matches yeah in my mind so i was like i can win two matches at any tournament yeah i mean uh, i'm competitive but, I mean, it didn't work out that way. <clears throat> but it was, it was really nice, especially, like, seeing Terrence win that national title. That was huge, that bro. Was sweet. I remember, I, I think back about it, I was like, dude, we were all so pumped. Not, like, Terrence for the team is, like, self selfless. It, it really is because, again, we're just like, we're like brothers, man. And um, I, I think I think for, for me, it was, like, seeing him because I saw him when he first got here. And yeah. I was like, yo, like, because he was my little. I was like, yo. And you know the the littles were like, we were like, yo, my little better than yours. Or I was like, oh, Terrence, I don't know about Terrence, man. He might, yeah. he might be done in the semester. <laughs> and uh, and then you know, three, four years later, he's a he's a national champion. So I'm glad he didn't quit. But like, I yeah, was worried. No. <laughs> I mean, I, it's funny because Terrence and I have a a little inside joke. Uh, brownies stick together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's brown, but he's a different kind of brown than me. Oh yeah, okay, I get, I get it. <laughs> yeah, but he said brownies stick together. You guys uh, are that kind of brown too. Yeah, he's he's uh, I remember one time he went up to me because he's funny because Terrence can be scary when he's grumpy, but yeah. he's really he's really yeah. funny when he's being goofy. He goes up to me and he's like, "Well, you think you're better than me?" I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to piss this big guy off. Yeah, I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Just because you're darker than me." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. He's a so we're talking about a, a national champion, uh, Terrence Fanning, uh, from William Jesuit University, and he's just like this big, lovable guy. But he's again a big guy. So I, I remember times he used to be like playing with me, and he would hurt, like almost hurt oh. me by accident. I used to do this thing. I used to untie his shoes whenever we were warming up. Yeah, <laughs> I would just wait there on the man, just untie him. And one time he was in a bad mood. He blast doubled me, and I kind of like. Wanted to like put hips into which I did, yeah. And I have heavy hips, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm known for something. I'm known for that. And I felt like a child. This guy just blasted me across the room. And he was mad. And I'm like, okay, this guy can kill me if he wanted to. <clears throat> yeah, right, but he was, he, no joke. Terrence, they, it was funny because sometimes he wrestled and yeah. he would have bad days against yeah. people that he should be taking. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it was it was interesting watching him turn it on and how like the duel he was more of a he that's that's what Terrence was. He was a he would wrestle for the team. Yeah. He didn't wrestle for himself. So when it, it was always like the duels that were already losing where he didn't. Yeah, actually down. yeah. I agree. I agree. He very um a psychological wrestler, you know, and yeah. um, gets in his head, but um I I think that's why the the national tournament was so big. Because yeah. it was all like we were all just like trying to keep him in like a happy mindset, and you know, as he was winning, we we're like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, let's go!" Like, yeah, you know, like he's like, "I want to do this for the squad now." I remember and that's he, the first thing he did. He was, you know, into the stand. Central Oklahoma second round, uh, the blue and white team. We wrestled him in national duels, and Terrence got beat up by the guy he actually beat in national duels. It was um, some big dude. He was pretty big actually, probably bigger than Terrence. <clears throat> but uh, I remember talking to who was I talking? Irwin, Coach Irwin. Mm-hmm. I was oh, man, Terrence is gonna have a tough match. And dude, Irwin was like full on believing that we're gonna have at least two national champions. Yeah. And in my mindset, I was like, because all I see is Terrence when we're competing. And I yeah. saw Terrence that you take some pretty bad losses. And in my head, I'm like, oh, he's just has to be cheerful like that. But I know. I, honestly, I didn't think Terrence was going to beat that kid because he beat him up pretty bad. Yeah, he had the duel, and then Terrence takes him down, tilts him, takes him out, tilts him, and yeah, next thing you know, we're like, "Oh, he won this match. It's eight zero. That kid's not going to score eight points on Terrence." Yeah, it, it's crazy. He just kept solid positioning the whole time, and, Dude, uh, and his his uh his cutback single yeah. leg to a double like I've never seen a heavyweight hit that. Yeah, he he, he was he, he was, was like he a was little guy. Yeah, he was feeling it, man, and um, I, yeah, I'm super grateful he had that experience, you know, and um, yeah. we were all able to witness awesome. it. So de- definitely a blessing, man. And so, so Ro, as you're moving forward, you know, you you got your new program. Like, what's like a lot of people here are listening, you know, where faith, self development, leadership, finance, uh, and just like other growth aspects of it. Like, how what's one thing you can give the people to like continue moving forward? I know you, you touched on like hard work before, but like, what's something else that'll like help people? Uh, being organized. I'd be being organized. Like- High school, I was not organized. College, yeah. I was not organized. I started being organized after college, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I I like numbers, so I think a lot about not money per se, because I'm not a money driven person, but just having a budget book, which I just bought one, because I used yeah. to do all my budgeting uh, on random sticky notes. Like, why, <laughs> really? why, why don't I just buy a budgeting book? Um, and I have good people in my life that uh that uh have given me great advice and and uh like the california teachers we get a retirement plan mm-hmm. in the finance aspect so i'm putting right now i want to put 15 percent of my paychecks there but right now i just can't afford that i'm putting 10 yeah. percent away um That's awesome. which kind of sucks when i look at my check i'm like ah, but i know yeah. i'll pay off someday but just little things like that um at least financially like i have to be more financially responsible now because i'm my own man now adulting bro adulting yeah yeah uh but just little things i mean i had i have people advising me all the time 
which is great. But uh, thinking about your future financially, like not just long term, but short term, because I see a lot of people are around our age, like, yeah, struggling to pay bills, but somehow are at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also just being positive. I mean, I know everyone's different. I know sometimes I can be too pushy for positiveness because that's yeah. just who I am. But just trying to try, even if you're not the, mo- the most positive person, there's always a positive side of things. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Even when, when like you're going through like tough, tough shit, like there's all, yeah. you can always look, you can, in my opinion, you can just either go full on negative and just cry yourself for, I don't know, spend valuable time feeling sorry for yourself where you can be using that time to, you can still feel sorry for yourself, but you can still work towards getting yourself out of that hole that you're in. No, I, I, I agree, bro. I agree. And, um, and, I, and, I, and that's good stuff because I think it's super, super important, especially as we make our transition to like focus on like budgeting, organization and things like that. So, so Daniel, someone's going to listen to this podcast, right? And they're going to be like, hey, I'm starting a high school program or, you know, I'm ready to take over a high school program. Where can they hit you up at? Instagram, Snapchat? Like what's the, what's the uh, best way to hit you up? Instagram, I would say. Instagram, Instagram yeah. At, uh, cool. I think it's danrome149. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. I saw that was your email too. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I had to change it from the one I used from high school and in college because I had a lot of dumb stuff in my social I media. Yeah, I saw that. <clears throat> yeah, I had. I kind of regret it because I didn't save any of the pictures I had on Instagram, especially a lot of the wheeling oh. pictures. <clears throat> but yeah, no, they they can contact me there. Yeah, no doubt. Well, hey, bro, I appreciate you jumping on a podcast. It means the world to me, bro. All right, no, thanks for having me, dude. Hey, signing out. What a hardworking young man Daniel Romero is. I'm super grateful he took time out. He's applying this this hard work, the grind mentality to everything he does. Um, and it's showing in his coaching, it's showing in his everyday life. And I'm super grateful. I'm excited. My brother got to jump on a podcast. Thank you for listening for the Masters Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to my lovely mother, Alfreda Bullock. She ran her race with elegance and pride. I love you forever.